Welcome to the Cowboys Beat audio podcast, streaming live on the Cowboys Beat Podcast Network, where we talk about everything related to America's team. Prescott got a carry. And reach, flip, sets up first and goal at the... Hosted by none other than Chris K. Third and seven, blitz coming, Prescott in trouble, lofting it to the corner. You may know him from his work on TikTok, but now he's taking over the podcasting world. We're not here just to take part, we're here to take over. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Cowboys Bean. Today, we're going to be recapping the Cowboys versus Packers Week 10 game. The Cowboys drop a tough one, 31-28 to the Packers. We're going to get into the game, but before we get into the game, uh, I would just like to say, uh, please follow me on all my social media accounts, Cowboys Beat on YouTube, TikTok, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it may be. I'm Cowboys Beat over there. Also, if you guys haven't already... Go check out my link for prize picks. You guys can uh, you know, get involved with some uh, player props and lineups over there. Use my promo code CowboysBeat for an 100% instant deposit match of up to 100 hours. I would greatly appreciate that. Okay, so this was a rather disappointing game for the Cowboys. No doubt about it. You're coming off your bye week. Uh, this is a team in the Green Bay Packers that have just lost five games in a row. And this is a team that you should have beat. I understand that it's in Green Bay. And look, the emotions were high in this game, but it looked like the Green Bay Packers were ready to get put down. And they now have life in their season now, especially in a week NFC. You never know what can happen. So the fact that the Cowboys lost this game, that's you know that's big for them. I said in my preview that this would be devastating for the Cowboys if they did lose this game. Now, I don't believe that the season's over. I think that there were some definite bright spots in this game. I mean, you were able to get uh, uh, to a 14-point lead at one point in this game. So there were definitely bright spots in this game, but we do have to talk about where the Cowboys went wrong in this game. And to me, look, I understand that the defense didn't play up to par. I completely understand that. You let up over 200 yards on the ground. That's unacceptable. We're going to get into that. At the same time, a, a, a big portion of the blame needs to be put on Kellen Moore. And the reason why a big portion of blame needs to be put on Kellen Moore is this. Yes, the defense didn't do their job. The run defense struggled. We know that the run, the run defense has been a problem for weeks now. However, one thing we also knew was that this team is a run-first football team. And the fact that the Cowboys ran the ball, I think it was 31 times they ran the football. Four of those times was with Dak Prescott. But you then throw the ball 45 times? I don't necessarily understand that. The strength of the Cowboys is their run game, and they were running the ball very well. Matter of fact, I just don't think that the Cowboys right now have the requisite personnel to be able to be a team that can throw the football around the yard. Maybe when Michael Gallup gets a little more healthy, maybe you could start to do that when he gets his legs under him. Maybe if you do bring in an out back him, if not when, just if they do bring an out of back him, then maybe you could start looking at, hey, we're going to be a team that throws the football around the yard. Maybe when you get James Washington, maybe he's a pleasant surprise for you. These are all maybes. These are all ifs. What we know right now is that the Cowboys are very effective when they run the football. Okay, I understand you are paying Dak Prescott a lot of money, and I get it. I believe that Dak Prescott is worth the money that he's getting paid. I think Dak Prescott is a fantastic quarterback. We're going to talk about the interceptions that he threw. 
don't get it twisted. I just think that you lost this game because the clear strength that you had, you weren't taking advantage of it to the furthest extent that you could have taken advantage of it. Look at what Green Bay did. Look at their stat line. Aaron Rodgers threw the ball 20 times. Okay, they they ran the ball 39 times today. If you looked at Green Bay's box score and you looked at the Cowboys box score, you would say, huh, the Cowboys were probably the team that were playing from behind that were down 14 points. No, it was the Packers that were down 14 points. It didn't seem like it because they were just being, they were just playing to their strengths. Their strength is the run game. The Cowboys' weakness is their run defense. Aaron Jones, uh, A.J. Dillon, they both did a fantastic job. They fed them the football, and they were effective, and they kept on doing it, and they kept on doing it, and they kept on doing it. Guess what? If you're the Cowboys, you got to look at this game, and you got to look, and you got to say, we missed a big opportunity in this game. We missed a big opportunity because, yes, the run defense was not good, but you were still up by 14 points. This is complimentary football. Okay, I get it. The defense didn't do their job. But as an offense, you put up 28 points through three quarters. You didn't score a single point in the fourth quarter or overtime. So something's got to give there. How can you put up 28 points in three quarters and not put up at least three points in the fourth quarter? I mean, honestly, I I just don't, don't understand it. It's because you you went away from your strength, and your strength is your running attack. Tony Powered, Malik Davis, both of them, fantastic jobs. They Tony Powered and Malik Davis had really good games. I mean, they ran the ball for 169 yards. 169 yards you ran the ball for. It, it makes no sense to me. And they only uh, ran the ball with Malik Davis and Tony Powered 27 times. You have to take advantage of that. You have to exploit that mismatch to its fullest uh, uh, potential, and you didn't do that. Matter of fact, when in that fourth quarter, when you were up by 14 points, you decided to throw the ball 22 times. Where's, where's the logic in that? And again, you just do not have the personnel to throw the football all over the field, which is why this game goes back to Kellen Moore. I look at Kellen Moore and I say, your play calling is the reason why we lost this game. It is because look, like I said, we're going to go back to the defense. Their run defense is not that good. We understand this. This it, it was something that the Green Bay Packers took advantage of. However, you had a mismatch. The offense had a mismatch, and that was our rushing attack versus their uh, uh, run defense. That was the mismatch. You have to continue to take advantage of that, and they didn't do it, and they missed an opportunity. So, yeah, tough loss for the Cowboys, no doubt about it. There's no sugarcoating this. It was a bad loss. However, when it comes to what this team wants to do in the future, is the division out of reach? We're going to have to wait and see what Philly does with Washington. Maybe maybe the Washington uh, pulls out a big upset. That would be fantastic, wouldn't it? It really would. But, I mean, just overall, I'm, I'm, I'm not here for the excuses either. I know the refs didn't have a great game. I understand, but that's just... Guys, the refs have not been good for the Cowboys all season long. I'm not making an excuse for it. I'm just telling a part of the story. We have to understand that. We have to live with it. We have to just move forward with the fact that the refs have just not been good for the Cowboys so far this season. It is what it is. Um, But overall, just it's not even like you got outplayed this game. Like 
I see a lot of people in my comment section in tic- on uh, TikTok, by the way, just reached 20,000 on TikTok followers, million likes on uh, TikTok as well. So I greatly appreciate that. I love every single one of you guys that do follow the TikTok page. But um, like, I don't think the Cowboys got outplayed this game. Like, I really don't. Like, I think that they, uh, uh, you know, Towards the end of the game here, Aaron Rodgers made some big plays. Your defense didn't step up when it needed to step up. And the Cowboys got to look themselves in the face and say, we lost this game. We didn't get outplayed. We lost this game. We had this game in our hands. We missed opportunities to win this game. And that's what it comes down to, unfortunately. So look, the Cowboys are 6-3. and three. What does this mean going forward? I mean, look, I'm not I'm not out on the season. I'm really not. Losses happen. Okay, it's football. Losses happen. Let's not overreact over one loss. It's one loss. I understand the Green Bay Packers are coming off a five-game losing streak. They were decimated with injuries. I understand that. Completely understand that. Again, one loss. I'm not going to freak out over one loss. Okay, so let's talk about um, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, first half, wasn't great. I understand that. However, Dak Prescott, even though he did throw two interceptions, he threw three touchdowns. And he did make some big throws in this game. When you look at that second half, I thought Dak Prescott played very well. However, we have to understand that when Dak Prescott is at its his best is when we're balancing the run with the pass. I mean, some of these plays that Kellen Moore decided to run uh, where they were throwing the football. To me, it made no sense, made absolutely no sense. And I think that's something that's holding Dak Prescott back. But we have to look at those two interceptions in the first half and look, they're on Dak Prescott. He has to be better. He has to make better decisions. There's no ifs, ands, or, or, or buts about it. I feel like ever since Dak Prescott has come back from this injury, he's been more aggressive. He's been a more aggressive quarterback. And I understand why he would be more aggressive because, yes, when you have the type of defense that the Cowboys have, which I still believe in, we're going to talk about the defense later, when you have that type of defense, I understand why Dak Prescott wants to be a little more aggressive because he's like, look, this defense has my back. This defense was able to carry us to victories, even with... Uh, subpar quarterback play. So, hey, look, I could be a little more aggressive if I want. However, it, it, the turnovers that Dak Prescott had were were killer. I mean, in the red zone, that interception that he had in the red zone, it, it, it was killer. I mean, it, it, absolutely brutal. I mean, if the Cowboys were able to come away with three points on that, this game never would have went into overtime. The Cowboys would have won this game. And not only that, the Packers scored two times off turnovers. Unacceptable. Cannot happen. Can not happen. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. We're not sugarcoating anything here. It can't happen. Going forward, this type of performance from Dak Prescott cannot be uh, what we consistently see. Am I worried over the long term? No, I'm not. Because I, I still do not believe that the uh, this team's identity is them throwing the football. This team's identity is them running the football. And the Cowboys were able to do that very efficiently tonight. So the fact that, yeah, Dak Prescott did struggle a little bit tonight, even though I thought in the second half, Dak Prescott made some big-time throws. I, I'm, I'm not all too concerned about that. Like, I'm, I'm not, like... Um, and again, it's because the identity of this team, the foundation of this team, the running attack did their thing. And I think they left production on the table. Um, you know, a guy who I thought stepped up tonight or uh, I don't know when this, yeah, this is coming out on Monday. So a guy who stepped up yesterday was Malik Davis. Malik Davis, I, I'd have to look at his box score. I believe he averaged seven yards per carry. I mean, that's fantastic. He made some big runs. Uh 
late in the fourth quarter too, he made some big runs. And, uh, you know, Tony Powered, again, another fantastic game from Tony Powered. I think that this game really shows you that the Cowboys, you know, Ezekiel Elliott is a big part of what the Cowboys do and that Tony Powered is better when Ezekiel Elliott is playing as well. Okay, so I have the box score here right in front of me. Tony Powered, 22 carries, 115 yards, 5.2 yards per attempt and one touchdown. That's pretty good. You get over five yards per attempt. That's really good. Uh, Malik Davis, five carries, 38 yards, 7.6 yards per attempt. Again, that's very good. Um, I think they should have given him more carries. I mean, 22 carries for Powered. I would have liked to have seen that. Uh, 22 is perfectly fine, but I would have liked to have seen Malik Davis get, you know, five more carries. And again, I mean, you averaged 5.1 yards per attempt. And not only did you average that, that's coming with the fact that Dak Prescott had four carries for six yards, 1.5 yards per attempt. So, you know, like I look at it. So here's the thing, unless it's a quarterback design run, which I think they might've had one or two of them, these quarterback sneaks that they do or whatever it may be, you know, obviously it's going to go in the box score as a running attempt, as a rushing attempt. But I feel like I look at, the rushing attempts that these running backs get because Dak Prescott isn't a running quarterback. He's not, he's not, to me, he's not necessarily a dual threat quarterback. He has dual threat qualities in him, but he's not a, a, a true dual threat, uh, dual threat quarterback. So, um, you know, to me, 27 carries in total for these running backs, you need more, you need to give him the ball more, especially when Dak Prescott threw the ball 46 times. I mean, I, I don't even understand that. I can't even fathom the fact that Dak Prescott threw the ball 46 times. Cannot fathom it. And especially when you look at the lack of receiving weapons that he has, I mean, it, it's big. I mean, that's like really big. Like Michael Gallup, you know, is a guy who he's just not the same player that he was before his ACL injury. Maybe he gets back to form. Maybe he doesn't. But right now he's just not that guy. You know, some of the other weapons that they have on this team, Noah Brown, he didn't show up today. One reception for three yards. Uh, you know, like I have legitimate concerns about this receiving core. And I understand CD was fantastic and Dalton Schultz, you know, six receptions for 50, uh, 54 yards and a touchdown. Dalton Schultz is always very consistent when Dak Prescott's playing. He's always a consistently solid player. Um, to me, the only the only needle pusher in this receiver core is CD Lamb. Like he's the only guy that really moves the needle for me. Like Michael Gallup used to be a guy like that for me, but like, just right now, he's just not what he once was. And it's, you know, to me, if anything, that concerns me more than anything. And and obviously, you know, we're going to knock on wood. The table that I have is wood. It's not metal or anything or, you know, whatever some of these podcast tables are, it's wood. So I'm going to knock on wood when I say this. CD Lamb gets injured. This receiver core is in big time trouble, big time trouble. I know we don't want to talk about a certain team that resides in Pennsylvania, but like, let's take them, for example. If A.J. Brown goes down for them, like, yes, they're in trouble, but they're still going to be able to win football games with Devontae Smith as their number one receiver. Uh, I don't think they're not going to be nearly as good of an offense. But when you take into account, like, if CeeDee Lamb gets injured, this is going to be a problem. And this brings up the Odell Beckham situation. Uh, what do you do about Odell Beckham? Like, you know, we're looking at his his contract and and what he could potentially get paid. Somebody was saying twenty million dollars. I'm not for that. I'm really not. Um, but you have to look in yourself in the mirror and you got to say, is this team an Odell Beckham away from winning a championship? And if you think that you're an Odell Beckham away from winning a championship, then you pay the price. But if you're not, 
pass on him. Honestly, that's the way I look at it. You know, so just overall as an offense, they got to stick their their identity. They really do. They got to stick to their identity. I mean, 27 carries between the running backs. I, I, I need more from that because your identity is your run game. That's the identity of this offense. When the run game's doing a good job, guess what? The team as a whole does a good job. The offense as a whole does a good job. What you're able to do is sustain drives. There was that one drive that they had in the first half that was like 17 or 18 plays or something crazy like that. The best drive that they had all season, without a doubt. You're taking time off the clock. You're balanced between your run and your pass, but you're favoring the run. That was a fantastic drive. I don't understand why we can't have more drives like that. I just don't, I, I don't understand it. But again, the identity of this team is their running game and their running game did good. They left production on the table because they decided to deviate from the run uh, when I don't understand why they would do that. Also, by the way, uh, these these first down throws, they're just, they're, they're called way too often. They're called way too often, these first down throws. And it's, it's starting to become a problem because when you run or when you throw on first down, and then let's just say you call a run play and that doesn't get you anywhere, you're screwed on third down. I just, you know, I'm not saying that you run the ball on first down the entire game. Like that would not be smart. But I think that 80 to 85% of the time you should be running the, the ball on first down. Because like, here's the thing, right? If the other team knows you're running the football, it is what it is. Our offensive line is so good at run blocking. Like, they're one of the best run blocking units in football. I mean, Martin, Steele, Smith, these guys are fantastic run blockers. Connor McGovern, I feel like, is a better run blocker than um, than uh, a pass blocker. Tower Biotis is good against the run as well. You got to run the football more. There's no fans or buts about it. So let's talk about the defense. Man, 207 yards. Um did the Green Bay Packers get running the football against the Dallas Cowboys? And it's just, <laughs> just unacceptable. It's unacceptable. There's there's no excuses that can be made for this. It's just poor. I mean, the fact that you went into your bye week knowing that this was a problem for you, I don't understand how this can continue to be a problem for you to this extent. I was talking about it with the Rue on one of the podcasts that we had uh, uh, following, I believe it was the Bears game. You know... It, <laughs> If you can get me to a running uh, uh, to a run defense to where we're giving up 110 yards per game, I'm fine with that. I can live with that. I want it to be less than that, but I, I'm fine with that. I can live with that. We are way off from that, like way off. And I understand that the Packers do have two really good running backs with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. But guys, this is a problem. This is this this is a problem going forward. And and at first, I thought that it was just you know kind of like a scheme problem. I'm starting to think that this is just a problem with the personnel that we have. Um, I I mean, look on the interior runs, they're able, you know, they're fine with their interior uh, run defense with Hankins and Bohanna and Osa. It's when they get out on the perimeter, man, they can really make some things happen. You know, the Demarcus Lawrence is fantastic against the run, but they're running away from him. They're getting out on the perimeter and they're getting offensive linemen on defensive backs. It's just not good. It's not good. That's not what you want to see as a defensive coordinator. And look, I mean, going into the fourth quarter, you let up 14 points and then your defense just got torched by uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I mean, too many big plays. Too many big plays. The Christian Watson... 
Christian Watson just decided to have a really good game for no reason. I mean, four receptions, 107 yards, 26.8 yards per uh, per reception, three touchdowns. Man, like he just decided to have a good game and, and he exploded. Now, going forward, I, I don't know the status of Anthony Brown. We will get uh, updates on that. But I mean, going forward, Calvin Joseph is your number two cornerback. I don't love it, guys. I really don't love it. I, I, I do not love it. Outside of that, I mean, like Sammy Watkins had that that one twenty three yard uh, reception where it was like it, it was a back shoulder pass, but Aaron Rodgers underthrew it and like Sammy Watkins like caught the ball down here, which is just it, it, I I don't even know what that was. Um, Alan Lazard is a as a guy for them three receptions for forty five yards. Um, just overall, I mean, outside of those big plays from Christian Watson, I think that you you were pretty good. Uh, you know, against the pass, you know, like that. I would even say that one big play from Christian Watson. Outside of that, you were pretty good uh, with your pass defense. But overall, the run defense is the biggest problem with this team. But you want to know how you counteract bad run defense? It's by running the ball very well on offense. And that's something you can do. Like, that's something you can do. You can run the ball very well on offense. And granted, yes, the Cowboys had 159 yards on the ground, and that's fantastic. I still feel like they left production on the table. So overall, like, well, let's let's talk about the long term view of this. Are the Cowboys done? No, they're not. They're still six and three. Things happen. It's the NFL. You lose games that you're not supposed to lose. The Cowboys were not going to go fifteen and two or whatever it may be. You're going to lose a game that you wish you had back. Overall, though, I don't think the Packers are a bad team. They lost five games in a row, and this is a team that was desperate, and they came in and they played as well as they could possibly play. And I think the one thing that Cowboys fans should take away from this game is the fact that, yes, Green Bay played as well as they could play, and you played probably as poorly as you can play, and they only won by three points at home, you know, in Green Bay, overtime. So that's something that we 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 can take away from this. But <laughs> got to pick up. You got to pick up the play. I mean, it's just no fans are much about it. Like I feel like for weeks now, the Cowboys have been winning games, and I feel like it's a consistent thing where I come on here and they're like, they didn't play their best game and they still won. Well, they didn't play their best game at all today and they lost. Like this is a team with a ton of talent on it. Like these performances are just you know I understand they're six and three, but. When we're talking about going into the playoffs and making a playoff run, we need better performances than this. Like the fact that you had the ball damn near at midfield on two drives in the first half and you couldn't get points out of it, unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. So, I mean, overall, I don't think the season's over. Look, here's the thing, right? When it comes to football, you do not want to peak too early. Like, I don't think the Cowboys have peaked. Like, I understand they're six and three. They haven't peaked yet. Like, I look at a team like the Eagles, and I'm saying, like, all right, yeah, they might have peaked. But the Cowboys, I don't think they peaked yet. I really don't. So, you know, if this was a game towards the end of the season and they put in this performance, I would start to panic a little bit. Week 10, still a lot of football left. Even if you get the wild card spot, look at some of the teams that could potentially win their division. You know, Minnesota might is, is going to win their division. I. I like your chances against Minnesota if you're the seventh seed. Right now, we're the sixth seed. We're going to be playing Seattle. I like my chances against Seattle. 
for maybe even the 49ers. Again, I wouldn't chalk that up as a victory, but I, I think we match up well with the 49ers. I understand they run the ball very well. Cowboys run the ball very well as well. So, I mean, just overall, I don't think the season's over. You know, I'm, I'm not panicking too much, but this run defense, they need to fix it like bad. And I mean, that's all I got uh, to say about this game. Disappointing outcome. And, uh, you know, we're on to next week versus the Minnesota Vikings. So thank you guys for tuning in. I greatly appreciate it. If you haven't already, please make sure to follow me on TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, whatever it may be. Follow me. I'm Cowboys Beat over there. If you guys haven't already, please check out Prize Picks. Uh, Cowboys Beat, use my promo code, and you get a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100. And I will see you guys later. Thank you for listening to the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Please make sure to follow the show and leave a review. We'll We'll see see you next time time on the Cowboys Cowboys Beat Beat Audio Audio Podcast. Podcast.